All right, hello, and welcome everyone to another episode of Waiting to Be Signed, the show where we discuss the week's events in generative art. My name is Will, and I'm joined by Trinity. And before we get started, a quick disclaimer. We are here to talk about art, not just the aesthetics, but the money surrounding it, as the market is a key part of art on the blockchain. That said, nothing we say here should be taken as financial advice. It is just for fun and conversation. You can follow us on Twitter at Waiting to Sign to keep up with our thoughts throughout the week. Or for those who prefer a visual language, follow us on Instagram at Waiting to Be Signed. And if you are feeling generous, we are always accepting donations, including tokens, to our Tez wallet address, WTBS.Tez, and our ETH wallet address, WTBS.ETH. And of course, the best way you can support the show now is by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash waiting to be signed. Go check that out. All right. <laughs> Charity, I think you own the patter here. The intro. Tell us the story. So last week, spent a lot of time talking about Art Basel Miami. The art, the people, everything fantastic. And I was going to have a beautiful update for everybody this week. But alas, Art Basel Miami did not happen. At least for me, it happened as an event overall. But I did not make it through um, disastrous human error. Baby fog. I would call it baby haze or baby fog induced human error is my guess. I don't know. I think it might have been slight manifestation, to be honest. Oh, okay. What happened was we were on our way to the airport and then we parked the car and we were on the air train in JFK and we we're, you know, just kind of cutting it close as it was. I just double checked the terminal that we we're supposed to be at. I just assumed terminal four, which is the Delta terminal at JFK. And alas, it was terminal C. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to be flying out of LaGuardia mm. Airport, and thus we missed the flight. Like we checked change fees and everything, and it would be like thirteen hundred dollars per person to get on like a later flight that didn't get in until like midnight. And so we just decided to take the credits and um, go home. <laughs> Pack it up, go home. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. Sucks. It's too bad. Like I'm so kind of surprised that the cost to change was so expensive but maybe it's because of basil there was a lot of demand for flights or i don't know i actually don't really know how airlines work these days everything kind of got crazy with covid right yeah it might have been a little bit of this a little bit of that but it worked out we ended up getting a christmas tree and we painted our dining room which involved a couple of days and many trips to the paint store so okay yeah we made good use out of it very cool very cool painting was involved more of the tradest of trad art it turns out you would have missed the Tez poll anyways. I think they took it down the day that you were flying out. And I think a lot of events were earlier in the week. So, you know, you got your credits. Are you going to go on another trip? Did you decide to go somewhere for the holidays? Are you going to save it for next year? I guess we'll just save it for next year. I think we're all just so tired at this point. <laughs> I don't know if you can relate to being tired. Yeah, I, I relate to it every now and then. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Here and there. Yeah. Excellent. Mostly in the morning when it's like 5.45 and the baby wants breakfast. That's when I most relate to it. I'm so sorry for that. I would die. Well, you missed you missed Miami, kind of a blowout, but we've got so much cool stuff to talk about. You know, obviously FX Hash 2.0 came out today, but we definitely should plug the interview that we recorded this week, which was kind of a wild card one. I think that uh, we had notes, we had a game plan like we always do <laughs> for interviews, and within the first six minutes, all of a sudden, all this new information was being laid upon us about museums and unearthing old AIs from the 70s and all this cool stuff. So I tweeted about it, but we talked to Bree Pettis, who is a collector and fellow Tender member. And it was just supposed to be a regular collector interview, but it was so much more than that, wasn't it, Trinity? <laughs> it was. And I have to also say that not our first interview with somebody who has a Wikipedia page, but Definitely, I think our first interview with somebody who was on the cover of Wired magazine. Oh, right. Yeah, you had found that out too, Which, right? <laughs> <laughs> Mind-blowing. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. You had the intuition to Google him and kind of see and learn more about him. I had just was going off of some of the stuff that he had said in Tinder Discord for his intro, which is like, I've been collecting generative art for a long time, something, something after I sold MakerBot. And I was like, whoa, so this is... and And, and now he has a a machine company that's like making, trying to remake vintage 80s plotters. And it's like, okay, so this guy is like in it. He's in it in a lot of ways. Great target for an interview. 
I'm a little more than halfway through the edit. It's going to be, it's going to be sick. So please, please go listen to this one. It's pretty good. It's got a lot of hot takes in it too. Like a lot of hot takes. <laughs> yeah. I guess we're not editing those hot takes out. No, you know, it's his platform. Right. So we're keeping them in. And I think that also follows some of the hot takes that Kim had in our last interview as well. Some, but some were reversed. Some also were reversed. You know, that Brie is a lot more Tez oriented than Ethan. Kim kind of is showing more of a preference for Ethan than Tez these days. And that's just one avenue of hot takes that we went down during the whole thing. So fair and balanced. Very fair and balanced. Yeah. So yeah. during the, you know, obviously you, you missed the Tez poll in Miami, but did you see that someone started a poll meme coin on Tezos? Yes. I put this link in the notes. So okay. I did see that there was a poll meme coin. I haven't checked in to see how it's doing. I did not join the discord, but we're really having the continuation of the meme moment. Really amazing. Really appreciate it. I love it. I did actually get in. I saw it randomly on Twitter that night and got in on the initial, I guess, airdrop or whatever it was, sent my, sent my wallet. I am in the Discord, but I have not been reading it diligently. But yeah, Sutan, who's a collector that I think we've seen from time to time too on FX Hash, like in, in the sales feed and in Discord, got the urge to make this. Obviously, really funny moment. I think it really turned around the sentiment on the whole Tez poll thing <laughs> in a lot of ways and kind of like now... I feel like a lot of the bitter sentiment is gone and people are pretty happy with all the meme art and this new meme coin. So I don't know what's going to happen with it. I don't even know where to look up the value. Where do I look up the value of it? But I'm currently farming it, farming it on the pool. They started on crunchy.network, which I guess is a DeFi Tezos site. So I'm kind of learning about Tezos DeFi now, which is weird. <laughs> if this becomes an actual thing that brings Tezos DeFi onto the map, I'm just going to die. Yeah. Not necessarily in a bad way, but that would just be too funny. But it would be funny. I guess we'll do like a monthly or quarterly test poll check-in. Let's add it to the index. <laughs> it's the, we have to add it to the index. We'll also denominate all the tokens within into poll. I think that's one of the goals is to kind of make it a currency for collecting art. I don't know what the path to that is, whether it's getting Taya or Object or FX Hash to allow it on. I don't know. But I think that is like one of their roadmap things right now. So okay. we'll see. That would be cool. That is ambitious, but I'm here for it. Why not? Other news just today, just a few hours ago, Flamingo Dow got their Twitter hacked and a few people got drained on it, despite the fact that probably you should know better when someone tweets a link and says sign this. But even some OGs fell for it. I guess that's how much hype there is around Flamingo Dow. So that sucks. But it's also kind of like a signal that we're back in a way, <laughs> don't you think? Like if people are uh, out there trying to set up wallet drainers, all of a sudden does kind of feel like the bull market all over again. Agreed. And that was part of the a theme with Bree in the interview and looking at the other big hack of literally today, which is the Ledger Connect Kit hack that affected a lot of sites. FX hash was not one of them, which was great, great because just imagine <laughs> like happy FX hash 2.0 V2. Do not Your connect. Your doesn't work. Yeah. Do, do, not, do connect. not connect. You could get drained. This one's a little technical for me, but I guess it's like some API that Ledger distributes. It's not actually the Ledger hardware wallets that were the issue, but some software, like you said, and someone somehow pushed a piece of malicious code into it. I don't know if it was like after an audit or what, because Ledger is a pretty legit company. So I, I'm not sure where the security flaw there was, but it seems like it got caught pretty quick. It was more connected to whatever dApps you might be, your wallet might be connected to, that that was going to be the primary issue. Mm -hmm. I know that Verse, at least as per the Verse Discord and announcements from Jamie, they had been using this particular piece of code. They took it down like as soon as it had been announced. As a result, some of their drops including the Richard Nadler, which is supposed to release today. They also had the end date for Sketchbook A, the print-only series that got pushed out three days. Oh, I think okay. they just kind of delayed everything three days. Gotcha. Just to have a little bit of buffer. So not an ideal scenario. I think you posted in Discord earlier today. It's like, yeah, it's the blockchain. It's not supposed to work. Yeah. <laughs> the whole appeal is that it it's doesn't work. It's not supposed work. to work. Yeah. Well, some things are working. Like, most of FXHash 2.0, I would say, went off without a hitch. We had uh, drops coming out when they were supposed to. They were up in the queue a day or two ahead of time. 
We had some hiccups with the indexer. ETH listing, you weren't able to post projects to the secondary right away. They got that fixed pretty quickly. I mean, the indexer is like old news. I mean, we're used to the indexer not working for days and they got that fixed in like 30 minutes. So how do you feel? How do you feel? You, you were actually able to, I guess, carve out some time from work. You were around for a lot of the launch. I saw you minting. Like, I did. What was the vibe, Trinity? How, how do you feel about it? It was nerve wracking. <laughs> a lot of these big drops, which I guess we'll talk about more, you know, they were mostly the tender drops being a pender pass holder. So disclaimer, 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 you know, you have a reserve, you're able to get them, but there are 1000 tender passes paradigm from Ipsketch, there were only 128. And so therefore you weren't guaranteed, you know, it right. was over reserved by 10 X for the most part. And so it, there felt like a little bit of nerves and yeah, I know that it there felt was exciting again. definitely discussion about how much do you need to guess and I did not guess. I just used I whatever was either. recommended in MetaMask. Yeah. It was fine. And I got one in the middle there, like in the 70s or something. You know, there's a thousand passes, but there aren't a thousand unique holders. And everyone no. has to mint sequentially, more or less. I think there is a way to actually batch mint right now. I don't know if it's open editions only or if it works for everything. But either way, I think those mints still happen sequentially. So it was really only oversubscribed by a couple dozen people. So the people who missed out, were just people who weren't here in a timely fashion. Like you probably could have at least gotten one if you were here when it opened. But if you were late, then yeah. someone who had two reserves or three reserves would have scooped up that excess. So again, as you said, there were some technical issues. You know, I think there are some people, some people had problems connecting their wallet to FX hash. I know that my ETH wallet got disconnected a couple of times throughout. Mm -hmm. So I was really glad that I had fixed that before the mint. It wasn't inherently clear that that was a problem. And then obviously, as you said, with the indexer, like everything kind of got pushed back 30 minutes. So, you know, that's a minor hiccup to, you know, people set alarms, people were holding off on their morning to do things. And if it's pushed 30 minutes, like you have to take your kids to school, you have to like have that meeting that you postponed, <laughs> that sort of thing. So not ideal, but we got there. That's the thing that ultimately matters. Oh, so the other thing that is worth noting is that I guess the sales feed doesn't track the ETH sales right now. So if you open the marketplace for Paradigm, it looks like there were two secondary sales on FX hash for a total of half an ETH. The floor right now is 0.22, which is pretty good. It's more than double the mint price. But did you look at this on OpenSea? Were you kind of looking at how some of the trading was happening over there? I have been looking at it on OpenSea and somebody posted some stats. It was like two sales, as you said, were on FX hash. I think there were five or seven on OpenSea and then two on Blur. Oh, wow. I think the OpenSea has since increased a little bit more. I'll, I can do a quick check, but not a ton of volume mm -hmm. on the secondary. And again, with the sales feed down and Discord, it's really hard to see what's happening, if anything. And so, you know, I feel like that really kind of hampered any sort of secondary movement on all of these projects, so to speak, with the exception of Caustic Obstacles by Ella. But that, again, was... A Tez drop. Yeah. Minted out at 20 Tez. All the tender pass holders were able to mint it at the bottom of the Dutch auction before it was open to the public. And I think that was technically, I mean, it was a day of, of projects minting out to tender pass holders, which was cool. I don't think mm -hmm. we had prior to, to today a drop that fully minted out just to pass holders. A lot of these were smaller than average too, like 128 editions, 64 editions. The Peter Pasma one that's coming on Saturday will be bigger, but yeah, it was really cool to see just a lot of excitement in the Discord. People amped to mint these, concerned about missing them. Some people, unfortunately, actually missing them. But yeah, when it comes to the secondary, I feel like we have some new people in, but I'm sure not everyone has seen these zip sketches. You know, they're not on art blocks, and that's where people kind of check for a lot of the premium generative art right now on the ETH side. So I think it kind of needs to get out there into the zeitgeist and get some more interest. And at only 120 editions, I imagine, like, if it hits, there will be strong competition to sweep these. Are we officially in our top five projects, I by the way? I think so. I think it's kind of a little All bit right. of a moving target. It's because, synonymous with FX Hash 2.0. Yeah. What else is there to talk about? I mean, we minted on ETH. Like, that's so crazy. <laughs> Usually, I'm, if I'm using anything on ETH, it's like with a credit card or buying something from the secondary the few times I've done it. But actually, like being there ready to live mint was a first for me. So, Paratime. Let's talk about Paradigm. Let's keep on talking about it. Yeah, I think it's a classic quintessential generative art drop. Amazing use of light, 
and shadow and really you know a lot of like the movement on this not that it moves it is a static piece it really harkens back to some of Ipsketch's earlier work including some of his first work on the platform which I think was called Echoes mm-hmm. It's a really, really lovely piece of design work too. It has a little bit of this op art thing too. Like I'm looking at the one that I minted number 70 and it has a lot of interplay between light and dark and the width of those lines kind of giving it a little bit of that op art vibe. But I will say shamefully or not, you know, I was really hoping to try to get a flip on this one, assuming it was super hot because it was the only way I could have gotten to like enough ETH to mint the Casey Reese drop. You know, I think this is a really lovely piece. It's just not necessarily like my style of piece that I like as much as other people. That's where that delta in price would come. And I would say like, well, someone if someone wanted this for an ETH, I would sell it to them because they want it that much more than me. But at point one, like if it doesn't sell for a while, I'm happy to keep holding it. Mine is pretty cool, I think, actually. <laughs> I like the way that the individual colored columns in the middle kind of like, it almost looks like they rotate with the way the shadowing works and I looked at yours too. Yours is pretty sick. Yeah. Mine has um, like a multicolored gradient. It doesn't go as like far wide as yours does, but I think it's still pretty cool. Um, Again, I was hoping to get that potential flip on it as well. This was really well-priced as a Dutch auction, but given the fact that everything went out to tender pass holders within the first minute or so, Mm -hmm. I think that the primary was priced a little bit low. And I'm just wondering what's the relationship between that and potential secondary movement? if that makes sense. I mean, yeah, that was always a theme that we circled around with other tender drops and even just like other drops that were reserved to pass holders for other groups, right? Like a GM DAO or a Grailers DAO. Like when so much of the supply is, you just don't even have access to it because it mints out to a group that you're not in. I think it does have sometimes or often a dampening effect on just like wanting to get the piece later. It kind of just like, well, I never had a chance to get it, so I kind of don't care about it. Obviously, there have been some tender drops that have broken through, and I think it's really encouraging that this one was like so quickly bought up, but it could make it a much slower project for people to find and start to appreciate. I will have to see what happens. Like This is the type of thing I, I could have imagined it having not quite a harvest moment mm-hmm. by Perkwork, but being something that brought it a lot of excitement and a lot of energy to the FX hash release or, you know, the, the, the launch of 2.0. Did you see AJ Bernie's mint number 112? Was it the one that was just like the straight line is like the single column in the middle? Yeah. There's still some that are not signed, so I can't say with certainty, but probably the most minimal one minted. It kind of gave me like a sketchbook or not a sketchbook, but a sketch A <laughs> vibe of like mm-hmm. that project that he did way back in June, 2022 that was just grids with a single dot, you know, <laughs> like the very, very first proof of concept at the start of a project type of thing. I wonder what the odds of that one rolling. This one doesn't have features on it or anything, so hard to say, but really cool one to shout out there. Yeah. Should we do Ella next? Yeah, we, we've already talked about Caustic Obstacles briefly. So this was by Ella, 128 editions. This was for tender pass holders at first, and it did mint out to tender pass holders. So it ended up going for more or less the flat price of 20 Tez. And it is officially the first tender project to mint out to reserves. And did you mint one of these? I missed this mint. Uh, I was on a work call. Ah, that's too bad. I minted it without extra gas. I just was, you know, no lifing it in front of the computer this morning. So I really, really like this one. I don't know if you've done this yet with your baby, but like when you go to like these science museums and stuff and they have these light tables with all these different colored and shaped pieces of plastic that are kind of translucent so the kids can like stack them and layer them. And it really reminds me of one of those with the way that we're getting these light effects in here, but how the light seems to be coming from underneath, right? Like you're putting all these different colored blocks of different transparencies on top of this thing. And obviously there's like a lot of other stuff going on here, but as I started to look at these, that was like the thing that it was bringing up in my mind very often. I don't have experience with that in particular, but I can definitely see that and the way that these things kind of emerge and just like the way, again, that the lighting plays with it. That's just what we talked about last week in regards to caustic obstacles. My initial take on this or thought around this was that I had wondered if the code had been 
continued to be worked on mm. in the two weeks between the releases. I think a lot of the works in progress that we saw posted, they, I felt like they were fuzzier than like the full resolution that we're seeing now. Is that just me or do you get that sense? I do get that. And there's a line in the description now that says the piece is never officially done rendering, but instead it becomes asymptotically smoother with time. So it does, I guess, technically continue to render longer and longer. So maybe they did something with the code where they moved like the capture time for when FX hash takes the thumbnail to go further like into that process, or maybe the idea of having it just continually render. I don't know, but it does, it does bring more crispness to it than I remember for sure. Yeah. The way it renders, it's like obviously not necessarily in the same way. It makes you think a little bit of sculpture by Peter Pasma, mm. just in the way that it, it continues to get progressively crisper and crisper. I am kind of sad to have missed this mint. I think it's really nice. Yeah. I'm really, really hyped nice. on it. Also just a very different take from what Ellis put on the platform before too. And I'm really liking this turn a lot. I wonder if this will be a theme that she continues to explore I think we mentioned this last time, but it kind of gives like some of those like Zach Lieberman, like the ability to play with like the diffusion of light and create a lot of these like shadows and glowing effects and stuff like that, that we didn't see in her work before. That just feels like so well executed too. So this is sick. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I Mine is not listed. I'm keeping it. That's high praise coming from you. Yeah. I mean, look, if it goes Mr. to like Always a thousand tests, like <laughs> if it's, if it starts to like take off, like obviously there's a price, but I just think this one's really cool. It really kind of set things off for a really special day. Another really special tender release today was Ratio by Nightsea. This is one I actually did gas a little bit for because it was only 64 pieces. And again, with the oversubscribed reserve list, I was pretty worried that I would miss. But this one was the slowest one to mint out, turns out. It actually didn't mint out during the reserves. It went to a DA. Oh, really? It went to the open... Wow, that's crazy. I didn't check to see what the final tier was, but I was really surprised at that given that it was just 64 and the fact that I think 17 of them were locked up for um, other reserves. Yeah, bonus pass like holders. The and rail, pass, rail holders pass holders. And, right. So yeah, I mean, yeah. there was such a small portion of these actually available. I'm a little surprised. I wonder if it was because it was like last. Maybe people were out of ETH. I don't know. Maybe people didn't bother to click through and check it out because you know it's a great audiovisual piece. I actually tweeted mine out. I started a gallery.so, which is kind of like a gallery app slash social media platform. I've been trying to share work there. And it's exceptionally good at displaying and sharing like animated work. These are a total vibe. They feel like they could fill an entire big room in a museum like with speakers and just be this immersive experience. Um, they're super sick. And I saw you got one too. So you were a fan. Yeah. I only got number 12, not number four, because I did not gas. Mm -hmm. But one of my favorite generative art releases that we don't talk about it that much uh, because it's not, not an FX hash, it's part of Bright Moments, was Rituals. It's a way different from Rituals, but it kind of is that sort of like wave of sound that you can just kind of listen to forever and just kind of look at forever. And at 0.05 ETH for something that's only 64 editions, even if it's a new artist to the platform, it feels like such a no-brainer. And I'm really surprised that this one didn't get that immediate love and appreciation to get minted out by pass holders, given the price point and what I think is like the absolute deserved quality. I saw you linked the FX text article here. I didn't read it yet, but did, did you read it? Is there anything you can offer to us about how the musical Hell component no, works? I did okay. not read it. <laughs> because I, I remember... <laughs> something, something music theory. That's how it goes. Something like that. I, you know, it makes this musical drone. I'm just skimming through the article now. It has a playlist at the end too, which is really cool. I'm going to check that out. I see some William Basinski on here. So that's a good sign. So you know what? As you were talking, the thing that I realized... This feels like it would be what what you kind of see inside of a hollow. Mm. Maybe not yours because you got a blue one, but some of like the black and gray ones, like just being inside yeah. a hollow by Yasik. And this would be kind of the soundscape with the play of the light coming through the various like openings in that deep cave. Like that's kind of where it puts me is inside of a hollow. So we're going to have an interactive experience. Or there's the hollow that's just kind of projected all four sides of you. And then projecting onto the ceiling then would be the um, the ratio, 
with the sounds and maybe some bird chirps as well if you're in one with birds. <laughs> is that what we're going for? I think so. You know that there is like a guy building a huge installation like cave chamber thing in the desert somewhere in the US. I need to look that up. I can believe that. I'll share it to you. It's it's almost done. I think it's a few years away, but it's costing like tens of millions of dollars to make. I'm not sure how it's funded, but Wait, so wait, what's it what is it supposed to do? It's just a massive sculpture piece in the desert somewhere. Um, it just popped up recently for me on TikTok too. I, sh- I wonder if I saved it. It was pretty uh, wild to see, but there was some drone footage. You can't go in it yet, but it looks like it's very close to being done from the outside at least, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like a real life hollow <laughs> somewhere. I would go. Why not? I really liked mine with the glacier feel, the light blue. I felt different, but I think definitely like perhaps less of a, a mood or less of a vibe than I think the more monochromatic ones or like the grayscale. Yeah. Another kind of building oriented one here. Did you mint Comsilla from Studio Yorktown? I did not. I was doing things for work and I just kind of let it slide. Yeah. Same. I looked, I looked away during this one. Yeah. But people seem pretty stoked on it. I saw a lot of people sharing them in Discord. And this one had a pretty good flurry of secondary volume on it, too. So this is Comsia by Studio Yorktown. Another small one, only 128 editions. Minted out. It was just a flat price of 64 Tez. I don't even know if there was a Dutch auction in place on it. Because it, it went minted out to pass holders. It was for like a flat price. And we had a highest secondary sale of 200. Not bad. Yeah, off 11 sales. So... I feel like this one came a long way in the two weeks, too. I feel like there's been a lot more detail added with the fronts of the buildings and a variety here because my initial impression of it was like, ooh, it feels not so done. And I think it feels a lot mm. more done <laughs> now. I don't know if you can remember like back and forth in your mind between the two, but just scrolling the outputs, it, it really feels evolved from what we saw two weeks ago. It definitely does. I think, though, that one of our predictions from two weeks ago did come to pass to a certain extent, which is that there would be like a pretty big divide between floor pieces and not floor pieces, Mm. just with the more muted palette, so to speak. And you really see that play out. Just gray on gray on gray. Yeah. Or beige on gray, Mm -hmm. which there's nothing wrong with beige on gray or gray on gray or beige on beige. But when you see a floor of things that are predominantly that, you know, it it kind of sucks in a way. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. sucks to see. It sucks to see, but that's just the choice. I mean, this is something that happens with some of Bruce's other work too, where some of those sandy palettes, like I'm thinking of the Ichigo series, you know, the ones that mm-hmm. have more of those pops of color tend to do a lot better. And the ones that don't tend to be more towards the floor. So it's like his taste, right? Yeah. That is the style and you don't have to cater towards the multicolor maximalists who mm-hmm. want everything to be pop colors. And I respect that. So that was the four tender drops today. But there was another top one that made a big splash. Oh, actually, I mean, it did make a good splash, but it didn't mint out as fast as I thought it would, which was nowhere else from Tyler Boswell. Yes. 300 editions. It was a Dutch auction. I think this one got kind of hung at first with the signing issue. It got moved. And then it's a rebate auction. I saw some people did go in at 0.2 ETH, but it slowly made its way down to 0.05 and minted out from there. I even minted one of these, Trinity. I don't know if you got one. Wow. Yeah. I missed this one as well. It was just too much in the flow. But I think this one ended up really surprising me as well in terms of like the really high quality of and diversity of outputs that we saw. And, you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago and how this is just such a huge step for Tyler. Yeah. Just in terms of everything that's that's come out. I'm looking at the market page right now. And actually, it's had 26 secondary sales, which, you know, since we can't see the sales feed, I didn't really know if there was a lot of action going on with these. But that's pretty good. So over three ETH in secondary sales. The floor is 0.09. So it is sitting like a somewhat comfortable, but not super comfortable distance above mint out. I was a little afraid I was back and forth on it because there are some where I just didn't really like the way the colors played out but I got number 238, which I think is pretty cool with some of the black kind of running through the middle, but then the lighter white triangles on the outside top and bottom with a lot of green and blue. You know, we love green and blue. Those are always colors that look good together. So this is the sand palette. And I think this is actually like my first Tyler Boswell piece. I've missed them so often in the past. So 
There we go. I've had some of the free drops, but those oh, are all right. from yes, you know, yes. 2021, probably. I definitely had his Params piece, actually, from earlier in the year, because those are really, really fun to make. Mm. But those are not really expensive. You know, those are pretty affordable. Yeah, this one, I think it's really great. It's had eight or nine open sea cells. Sick. I really like, as I open mine up, that looking in some of the individual like triangles here, there's a lot more texture hidden in them. It's not just like a solid color of or solid mm-hmm. block of color or even a simple gradient. There's a lot of like little bits of warping and um, subtle lines like within those triangles that, but then without doing that kind of like warping thing that we see in like a volatile moods or a Mount Vitruvius, right? It's kind of like constraining that warping to inside of the shapes, which is kind of a cool idea here. Yeah, It definitely has like a sculptural feel. Kind of reminds me of like way, way back when we interviewed mm-hmm. um, MJ Lindo and his uh, idea to make generative stained glass physical pieces yeah <laughs> you know wow that is a throwback yeah that's a deep throwback to almost two years ago uh audio quality on that episode's probably really bad so <laughs> no promises there oh here we go we'll someone link it. lenny found the article here on the yeah. guy michael heiser who's making that city in the desert so everyone check that out all these things will go into the eventual show notes i think i'm 30 episodes behind <laughs> you're not actually yeah, gonna okay. do it right you're off the hook. I'm I'm, I'm letting you off the hook. We can just say that they're done. We have the Patreon now. You don't have to do the notes. Or you can give me the key to the wallet so I can start catching them up. One or the other. <laughs> but, but I'm saying you don't no. have to do them at this point. We'll see. There are some people who I'm sure would appreciate it. It's a fun exercise. Just not when there's a backlog. Let's jump forward to shout outs here. There's quite a few projects that are worth shouting out. Many of which are open editions or still available to mint. So Trinity... Where do you want to start? I think the first one we have to start out with is Genomes, which is the open edition. First ETH drop on FX hash, the collaboration between Seiford and Alex Mordvinstov. It's an open edition that's going to go until the end of the year. It's at 0.02 ETH. Currently 409 have been minted and it's a banger. It's a banger. Have you minted any? I have not because I'm waiting for gas, gas to become less than 50% of the price of the piece and it's still not there. Right now, gas is just around 0.01. I don't know. Maybe it's just not a thing on ETH. Like Maybe it's really hard to get under that. It just feels so bad to pay 50% of the price. But clearly, 400 people have done it. So, <laughs> so maybe I'm the one who's wrong. Yeah. But this is a fun one to watch animate at the very least. I've been enjoying it in the background, even if I haven't purchased it yet. You know, it's one of those things that just... And it doesn't seem to be too demanding on the computer. Like it really flows and runs. It really does. I have a theory on this one. What's your theory? So if you look at the features, there's one called Perfect Genome that so far is false for all of the mints. And the other two features are Genome A and Genome B, which appeared to be nine character long strings. So my theory is that a perfect genome is only when those A and B strings match. Ah, which depending on how many permutations there are, there are some that are repeated. So it might actually mean that they're not truly random, which would be like 40, 50 to the power of nine. You know, it would be impossible. So maybe there is a set number of these. So it is technically possible, but probably very improbable (laughs) to hit one. Yeah. You can see that even in like the first hit on the feature for genome A, which is ZZTZZXVPG, (laughs) that is something that is a genome B. Hmm. You are a smart cookie. That's my guess. I haven't thrown that guess out there anywhere. I was saving it for the show. But people were asking, people were wondering, what's up with that? That's my guess. I will mint at least one. Eventually, I'll bite the bullet even if gas is high. But I would love to get multiples and get them at a reasonable gas. Did you, and you've, I'm assuming you have not minted one yet? I have not minted one yet. Like I have very little ETH, which is, I think, probably the same boat that you're in. But I guess we'll see. Perhaps can do always do a credit card transaction just to test it out. It'd be crazy if there ended up being fewer of these than RGBs. That would be crazy. I think there will be more than a thousand by the end of it. Uh, speaking of credit cards, I tried to use my credit card today to mint a "There's No Distance" by Casey Reese, which is still open. There was 128 of these. They started at one ETH rebate auction. It's down to 0.3. It's about half minted, a little more. 
And in a moment of just, I don't know what it was, but I was like, ah, you know what? I really want one of these. I really love the way they animate. I would really like a, you know, I don't want to call them meta series, like not a proper Casey Reese, but like, you know, these are like a proper Casey Reese. And I tried the credit card and it just like rejected me at the very end. So I think my bank or something didn't like how much it was. It was like 700 bucks or something. A lot of people have had issues with credit card payments on ETH. I think that was something that came up consistently throughout the day. So perhaps it's could be a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah, I definitely saw people saying that it was like they couldn't get the window to open. Mine popped up. It let me put in all the information. It sent me the code to my phone. It did everything. And it got to the point where it was like processing and then it kicked it back. So I suspect my bank got mad at me, but... If someone buys my IP sketch, then I'll, I'll mint one. What do you think of these? Did you look at these? I really, really love the way they animate. Yeah, I had one just running in the background of a work call for mm-hmm. like an hour. And it was very nice and soothing to just to kind of have that be animating through stressful moments. Mm-hmm. Can't say no to generative art for that. Yeah, I'm also similarly super excited just to see like a real race drop on FX hash, even if it's something that's more like it's a study right. of sorts. It's a throwback to some of the work, I guess, that he did originally that inspired the Empty Room series that was at LACMA and then Bright Moments this year. And the thing for me about it is I just love the way the little particles jump back and forth, like they're being magnetized. And that's what's kind of driving the overall movement mm-hmm. of the shapes and not just having like these shapes moving which might also be cool, but just like having it done with these little tiny, they're slashes, you know, they're just like these little slashes that are either white or black or gray. And the effect of it just really, you know, it it reminds me of like an Andreas Giesen type of thing too, but just Mm -hmm. totally, I don't know, it's so cool. Maybe I'll try the credit card when we're done. (laughs) Maybe maybe it'll be clear. It's just like the easing of it, how it goes from like fast to slow. Yeah. It definitely makes it feel very organic and alive. It just gives you a lot of incentive to like look closely and watch a tiny corner of it and then like jump back out and watch the macro thing and see what's happening with the bigger shapes and then jump into a part that now all of a sudden it's just like there's a lot of movement. It's drawing you back in. Oh, I didn't even know that it's also has mouse movement. It does. I don't, I mean, you know me, I don't care about that. So <laughs> the, you don't care about that. The it's, mouse it's over just thing is just kind of like, I mean, it's cool. Like if you want to shuffle it up and really make it weird, but I'm not really interested in playing with my food it's just very hypnotic (laughs) and you know i think one of the other things that just kind of popped out with a couple of different of the projects today so this one as well as the ip sketch which is the the responsive nature of it Mm -hmm. you can't hate a project that stretches to fill your screen no definitely not i don't know if you'd be able to put something like this on your tv i would but the best way to put it would be to mirror it from a computer screen versus running it natively Mm. because the tv itself like it's really bad at running stuff in the browser and it doesn't, I don't know. It sucks for that. So <laughs> I don't know what else to say. It sucks for that. Maybe next model will be better. You always do like a Chromecast or something. Yeah. Just do it that way. So we did genomes. We did, there's no distance. What's next in the shoutouts Trinity. There's some other cool stuff here still. I'll shout out Redivision by Mario Klingemann. This one I kind of missed in the feed completely until I think somebody posted about it somewhere in discord. It's 256 editions, flat 100 test price. Only 60 have been sold so far, so it's still available. This is his genesis on FX Ash. As far as we know, yeah, unless he's done a secret project, which I don't have any intel on or reason to believe. But the last one I saw from Mario was when we were at NFT NYC, and it was like that cool, like mm-hmm. customize your own kind of like game slash then really cool animated piece. And this is so different. I mean, I think in the description here, he says this is from something that he created on Flash. So it's got to be quite old, right? What's he say? 2008? 2008. Yeah. So over 12 years old, 15 years old. I can see why it's probably not minted out. I feel like it's a tough sell for people who like don't really know who he is because it looks very plain and a lot of them like behave very plainly. And so I don't know. I'm not actually really sure what to think about it. Like, what do you think about it? <laughs> I'm pretty much on board with your take. I think it's something that is cool. It's something that has value based off of the artist and I guess of the history of the piece. 
and something that feels kind of the mix between classic and generative art in terms of the clear geometries that are being applied to the work, while also pulling in some of the newer generative art just through that very simple one line of animation. And so I can see it feeling really cool, but like I think it's just so simple. Yeah. You know, it's so understated, you know, that as a series of 256. You know, it's one of those things where could you pick out the one that's yours from the group? It doesn't necessarily pass that test. No, that's fine. I probably won't be minting this. Yeah. Um, I thought about it when I saw it was him. I was like, okay, 100 Tez, like that's affordable. Let me see what this is about. And I just don't. So yeah, that was Redivision, still available to mint for 100 Tez. I wanted to shout out another animated project by an artist that I was not familiar with, but I think it was Paul from the FX hash team saying, Hey, like, did you guys see this? This is someone who had an art blocks curated project, Kazuhiro Tanimoto. And they actually released two projects today. One was called Yuragi, which is a really nice animated piece. That's got like a very fluid motion kind of thing runs really, really well. It has a sound component to it. It's still available to mint 0.05 ETH and they released another project called Inscript with Yi Wenlin collaboration, which is also an animated piece of sound based on Chinese characters and typography inspired by Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is really cool. The typesetting for the fonts used in that show. So Inscript went totally beneath the radar for me. I'm kind of seeing this now for the first time. I think I saw it in Upcoming just because I saw Yi Wenlin attached to it. I didn't make the connection with Kazuhiro. I only minted one of them. I haven't minted in script yet, but I did grab a Yoragi to test while we were still waiting for other stuff to open. That one did work on my credit card. So more evidence that my credit card decided to shut me down for the maybe the size of the, the price of the Reese piece. But I don't know. I think these are really, really nice animated pieces and an artist that I think a lot of people in FX Hash probably don't know. I didn't certainly didn't know, but worth checking out because I think they're really nice, really rad. I definitely remember the micro reactor slash a box of chocolates. A lot of them were going to the sales feed today, but I remember when that came out, I guess last year, and that was something that I think we shouted out as something that was really cool. Yeah, I vaguely remember this. Floor is still pretty low on that. Maybe I'll grab a couple of these once we're done recording. Or now. There's nothing like... Or now. Since Ed is in the chat and he might steal them. like transacting on the blockchain. <laughs> what else should we shout out, Trinity, before we get to looking ahead? Let's just close out the last two shout outs. I'll quickly shout out Rapport by DiMarchi. 300 editions, Dutch auction on Tezos that went down to 15 Tez. Still open to mint at 15 Tez. It's both a params project and it's on chain. And this is something that we called out when it was in the calendar feed as something that we were looking forward to. And, you know, obviously everyone is a fan of DiMarchi's previous work. I think specifically Revera and Aspergo. Mm-hmm. We called out rapport as being something that is really taking some of those components a little bit further, but it's still available for yeah. a very reasonable 15 tests. I think that being params hurt this quite a bit. I think so too. I mean, it's one of the reasons I haven't minted it yet. I'm just like scared, honestly. I can't do params. That's just going to yeah. expire. In most cases now, when I see a params project, like unless it looks really easy to figure out and not a lot of work, it's like, uh, no. I'll just let other people have fun with this. But I think it's it's got a fun price of 15 Tez, which I really like. You know, it's not like um, trying to be super crazy. So I, I feel like, yeah, if you're going to make a really complicated one, which I'm not, I'm actually not even sure if this is a complicated one, but I'll take a look at it. It's not necessarily complicated, but it takes a long time to load. Ah, right. And to start rendering. And so it's hard to kind of play around with just because it takes forever for all the objects to draw. I really like this number five that uh, was minted by the Beast 6K, which is not a collector whose name I've seen before, but I like the way this one kind of came out with um, the outlines on some of the bigger shapes, but they're not entirely filled in and just the color palette here. But yeah, at the end of the day, I feel like I I have a hard time dragging myself to do some of these params. Yeah, there's no time. And the other one, other one, another open edition, Price by Lauren Bednar. <laughs> I have to imagine this is Hell an yeah. honor of... The end of price discussion in the FX hash Discord, or the combination of it with general chat, kind of Christmas themed in some of the palettes. Seeing some of those like greens and reds in here, holiday themed. 
It's only open for a few days, open till December 18th. So it's actually going to be closing the day this episode posts. It's 0.0123456789 ETH to mint, which is right around the same cost of gas right now to mint it. So I'm also waiting on this one. You know, I think there's just too much color, to be honest. <laughs> it's weird. Why is it? You he know, when we're talking about Studio Yorktown with, you know, not enough color, I think Lauren has really made a name for just really working in on that grayscale and just really mastering it. Yeah. Well, at least on FX hash, the work that he's got in art blocks is like animated and colorful. So totally different. That's true. Over there. Oh, it's on ETH. That's why there's color. Oh, that's it's why. On that's, that's what it is. There we go. Yeah. So really cool, fun, open edition here. And if you can catch gas at a low, low point, maybe go get one. Support Lauren, support price discussion, RIP. All right, let's do looking ahead. So sticking to FX hash, Looking ahead, um, obviously Saturday we have Block and Deuce, which is Peter Pazma and Tender coming out. I think nine thirty in the morning Eastern. Do you have enough uh, ETH left to mint? At point one, assuming gas doesn't go crazy, I do. I'll have to see when it gets in the feed and start flipping it and see because that is the rest of my ETH. So unless I make a sale, even though it's really exciting, I don't know that there will be good opportunities to like flip anything anytime soon. So. I don't know. It's a little scary. It is a really cool piece, but obviously I got to play with the generator when it goes up live. I guess we'll just have to see. You know, I know that we both were hoping that you know, if something happened with the upsketch, we'd have a little bit more ETH to play with. It would feel like lower risk. I guess we'll find out. So yeah, looking forward to Block Induce and then on Alba, their new group show. So speaking of <laughs> ETH open platforms, on the curated side or the gallery side of Alba, the Don Contemporary gallery they've announced their next show that'll be running from december 9th through 22nd it's going to be themed around texture i think that this tweet's a little old but i think they actually gave it a proper name in a more recent tweet but it's going to have 3d manatee protozoo stranger in the queue raylan arc volatile moods julia vergazova yo and it's lord of some of those are artists that i don't know from fx hash but probably from the eth side people know them the project here that we've been tracking for the longest time is the Volatile Moods one, for sure. That's exciting to see. I'm trying to pick out which one is the Volatile Moods. I'm looking at the older tweet. Bottom middle of that grid. Oh, yeah. Definitely looks very good. And I think we've been looking yeah. at the 3D Manatee for a little bit as well, which is the top right. 3D Manatee and then Stranger in the Queue, too. It's been a minute. That one, which is middle right. <laughs> There's lots of really cool color and texture going on in the whips that we're seeing here. So... Next week, we'll be able to talk about it in the next episode. Lots of fun stuff coming. It'll also give us a really great direct comparison just to kind of see how like having these two platforms on ETH that are open or mostly open or still doing like curation, how they kind of, how pricing kind of tracks against each of them and just to see market performance overall. Yeah, we'll see. I'm excited for a lot of those. Mm -hmm. uh, last but not least, Jerez has new whips up on Twitter they look really sick. They kind of remind me of, in a strange way, sparks of creativity, but with like way more color and blur and crazy effects, but just kind of like that really aggressive digital nature of them for some reason evoked that project in my mind. Have you looked at these? He's posted quite a few. This is the first one I've seen because I've just been so not there on Twitter these days. I'm also looking at sparks of creativity just to see what else things are looking like. But it's also just very different. Very different. It's exciting to me. I think it's really cool. I don't know if it's going to be on FX hash. I don't know if it's going to be Ether Tez. But just seeing these whips this past couple of days, it's like, ooh, Jairus is back. You know, <laughs> that's kind of the, the feeling I was getting, getting that like spooky feeling that we could see a Jairus drop. Maybe not before the end of the year, but sometime in the near future. Yeah, it seems close. We'll need to stay tracking for the intel. We have a direct line to Jarrah, so <laughs> we'll probably get a heads up. But I think that's it. I think that's it for this episode, day one of FX Hash 2.0. Thankful to have gotten the mints that I got. Thankful that I didn't get my wallet drained. Sorry that you didn't make it to Miami again, Trinity. That's such a bummer. You'll use those vouchers. You'll put them to good use, I'm sure. Definitely. And again... Got a Christmas tree and a calamine pink dining room out of it. So, hey, it's all, it's all good. 
Well, should I take us out of the episode then with the Patreons, the moment of thanks before we wrap it up? Let's do it. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, especially to Melissa Wiederecht, Nat Emoti, Verse, FX Hash, Dan Cat, Dirtis, EGS5000, Jerez, Michael Anthony, Mike G, Operating System, Otoro, Abstractment, Raugo, Roxanne, Sean Yost, and Tender. Thank you all for the level of support that you're giving us. It is incredible. And you too can have your name up there by joining the Patreon or upgrading your existing membership to the $25 and above level. All right, Trinity, we'll have a good weekend. We'll do. Have a one-year birthday party. Yeah, let's stay on. I'll talk to you about that after, okay. actually. But yeah, let's say goodbye to everybody. <laughs> and that's it for this one. Episode 95 wrapped. We'll be back again next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.